welcome to episode five of Auto App Topic. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me as always with, to help with hosting duties is Brad. Good afternoon, Andrew. So how are you doing? Excellent. So, Recovering from Thanksgiving? Yeah, week after Thanksgiving. Excellent. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. Yeah, we had a nice Thanksgiving. I promoted our show to our to my family. Yes. And I don't know if they listen or not, but hey. I, know, I had a nice dinner. It was, it was a great day. Yep. Nice relaxing. Very relaxing. Um, corrections and omissions this week? Uh, none. I do have one small one my father told me. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. He, we talked about the Honda automatic motorcycles. Yep. He told me they never, they never did a Goldwing okay. automatic. Okay. And they did a Honda-matic transmission from 74 to 75. Mm-hmm. And nobody bought it. And they tried it one more time in the late 79 or 80 um, with the Honda 400 automatic. And again, only a couple of years it lasted. I remember so. seeing one that was like cafe It was kind of cool, like probably five years ago. Yep. It's a weird I, bike to ride, though. Yeah. Sure. Cause I, mean, that, I haven't ridden one, but I'm just like a moped. Because <laughs> I'm sure that they're just so cheap because nobody probably wants nobody them. Nobody wanted them. Yep. Yep. And they still don't want them. No. So that's the only correction. I like correction, but you know, maybe more information. Um, project car updates. Uh, I've got nothing. Everything's put away and currently operating as designed. Excellent. So that's always good. I have a big one. Yeah. The long dormant Starion that we've talked about a few times started and ran today. Which is posted to the auto there topic is page. There's yes. a video. Yeah. Um, very happy. Very productive day. Yeah. Um, I was bringing a seat down to the car tomorrow because the interior is out of it to put floors in it. Uh, I'm going to bring the seat down from the garage to where the car is parked um, and drive it around the block. Actually drive in the driveway because it doesn't have plates on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, drive around the block, make sure everything else is... Well, it's a dead-end street. Yeah. In Mexico. Right. We're not going to get to that. <laughs> um, it's going to go a distance that is reasonable from its parking spot. Yeah. To make sure everything else is functional and ready to go um, before I start finishing the bodywork. It needs some patch panel still and stuff I think we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing cranked over pretty quick. Yeah. And it fired right up. And it idles nice and smooth, and I blew a bunch of rat droppings out of the tailpipe, and uh, it's good. Good to go. Yeah, because it had, um, oh, so you put the fuel pressure regulator in it. I put the new fuel pressure regulator the in it. Yep. used one. Yep. That's good. And I reinstalled all the ignition parts that I had robbed off of it while it was parked for the 87 Starion that I used to have. Mm. The Conquest, I should say. Because yeah. that car had developed a skip, and I stole all the ignition parts off of that car because I knew it ran. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think I was broke. So, I replaced all those parts, and the car's been sitting for like three years, Yeah, which is bad owner. Um, it was a project that stalled. So, I'm getting it back into it, and hopefully it'll be on the road I'm momentarily. It started so easy. It started there. so easy. With, even with, like, old gas. So easy. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, That's it's real good. Very good. I'm very happy. I did put stable in it when I parked it. Okay. I don't know how long stable lasts for, but apparently three years. Yeah. So that's good. That's a big project car update. The other small update was I got picked up the snow tires today for the wife's sob. Mm. Haven't installed them yet, so it's not much of an update, mm-hmm. but they are currently in the enormous hatch of the Saab 9000. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And uh, ready for snow. I'm not ready for snow because the tires aren't on the car yet, but it is well, what it is. It's been pretty warm. Yeah. It was like 50 degrees today, 60 degrees. But rainy and awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's it for Project Car Updates. Yep. So I watched the episode two of the Grand Tour. I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's been covered to death by other podcasts Bring for your our top podcast tour. listeners that listen to other podcasts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... It's really fucking boring. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it was boring, but it, it, it quickly went from an exciting it, first episode wore to on you real fast. It fell into a it just felt like old top gear and nothing was new and I mean the episode didn't have a lot of I don't know, it seemed kinda of repetitive. I enjoyed parts that I know you didn't enjoy and you enjoyed parts that I didn't enjoy. Well the point was it was supposed to be the like the movie Edge of Tomorrow. Which I haven't seen, so that probably doesn't help. Yeah. Which is a really good movie actually for a Tom Cruise movie. You know. He gets a bum rap. He, he does. Good he does. He does. It, it's a really good action movie. But the whole point of the movie is that it 
you, he replays the day. It's like Groundhog Day meets Saving Private True Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it's interesting. It's a good sci-fi movie. But anyways, that's what they're trying to go for, and then it just okay. it dragged on for way too long. It was way too long. I mean, I, I chuckled a few times. Yeah, a couple times. But overall, it was it didn't, like... it didn't land. It didn't land. Now I know that you are a big fan of the Mike Skinner driving the car. Yeah, I think he's hilarious. I cannot stand Mike Skinner driving the car. I am so sick and tired of the stupid American <laughs> jokes, and you know I've always hated redneck humor and like the Jeff Foxworthy humor. It's not and Jeff Foxworthy. It's the same humor. thing. It's no, the same it's not. thing. It's the typical. Oh, this car is a communist car because it doesn't have a V8, and it's not this, and it's not that, and I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. The show is losing me quickly. It was funnier than the other stuff, but I liked the first episode. The second episode, it felt kind of flat. I'll still watch it because it's car content and it's pretty. Yeah, and um, but I'm not as excited about it as I was. I feel like it's okay to criticize it because it's not free. Like if you have That's a Prime true, account, paying for it. you're paying for it. Yeah. So. It's it's not like this is free content on the internet that we're complaining about. No, we're technically paying for it. So you don't criticize free content on the internet. <laughs> I think you do. Um, maybe less vocally and publicly, but we do. Maybe. Yeah. And then it was like we appreciate free content. Yeah, on the internet, we do. But we still got to criticize it if it's bad. Yeah. And the uh, please criticize us if we're bad. But it def- it definitely feels like uh, Amazon wrote way too big a check, and sometimes want to spend the money. Sometimes of a, script. a smaller budget. Uh, you know, makes you more creative, but yeah, whatever. That's my well, that's uh, my humble opinion. The, the Avatar problem. They yeah. had millions of dollars to make a cool computer generated movie, and they forgot to write a story. I've never seen it. Oh I'm my bothered. god, it's not good. <laughs> just didn't bother. I might have offended some people just now, but I don't like that movie at all. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, exactly. James Cameron's got a lot of good movies. He that does. One, that one is one not one of them. No. <laughs> Again, it's it's same, but it's the same problem. They had a ton of money. They spent it all on this fancy animation and making it look really pretty, and then. They they didn't write a movie behind it, so whatever. Yep, moving on. That brings us to the next thing that has related to Grand Gear Top Tour. Um, Confusion. Yes. Okay. Grand Gear. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Drive Tribe, which I don't know. It I don't another know thing either. that they apparently spent a ton of money on. It seems interesting. Nobody's quite sure what to do with it yet, I don't it's think. It's hard to generate interest on something like that where it's hard to post interesting things. They're not making it easy to use. No. It's it's a seems like a picture heavy thing. Not a lot of videos or writing. It's just gonna be like Instagram. Apparently you can for cars. post like articles. You have to go in through the a studio. No, no, you can go through the studio and like build little articles, kind of like Kinja. I think they should tell us what to do. It's not. If they tell us what to do, maybe people will be more interested in using it. I was excited the first day because, like, oh, cool place for car people to hang out. And I was like, wait a second, we already have Facebook, which, while I don't like Facebook, is a pretty good source for car content. It's sort of like a mixture of Facebook and Instagram without. With- with some like Kinja thrown in, but it's just for car people, like nothing else. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I made a few pages, as you made a few pages. We yep. have one for the podcast. We do. So if you're on there, you can go find our. Uh, I don't think it's public yet because I only have like seven people. So if you want to help us out and make it um, public, you need like ten people. To I think it's ten whole people. Yeah. Yeah, I need ten whole people. So which I don't know how you're supposed to get ten people if it's not public. You share the link with other people who are involved. on Facebook and stuff. So it's. But not everybody can go there yet because you need to be invited. But still. what's funny is I, I just have on the website, I just typed in Mitsubishi just to search Mitsubishi. It does come up probably because it has Mitsubishis in it. Uh-huh. I don't know why it came up, but it did. Or no, it didn't. Uh, the other the other page I made, the Mitsubishi Apologist page. Yeah. That I, one comes up. I, I, was, I played with it for the first day. I made a few pages. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really gone back on it. Which my apologist page went public pretty quickly. Okay, that's cool. So there's I all, think so, I'm on it. So there's that one. Uh, there are links on Facebook. We put up to those. Uh, our friend Jordan, who has an Xterra, does a lot of off-roading. He made an Xterra tribe. If you've and that one's public too. I think. Yep, that one went public pretty fast. Yeah. That was cool. Um, 
you know, there's a strong following for those. I, trucks. I guess it's one of those things that we'll we'll have a, a discussion we, about it we'll, once it becomes something. It went so we we got early access codes last week yeah. and we we're kind of playing with it. I guess it went live Monday. Oh, it's 100 percent live now. Yeah. Okay. So they had some sort of live party launch online, but you know, I'm working on Monday, so it's like I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, even know about it. No, so it exists. It's there. We'll see what we'll happens follow along to with it. Drive Tribe. See if it goes anywhere. Um, I'm not 100% confident that it will because you have to – basically right now all it is is just re, re-shared content from other places where you can see it. So if you're on, say, an Xterra page on Facebook or on Instagram, you're already going to see the picture that somebody's sharing on the Drive Tribe. Mm. So it's going to be a lot of repetitive yep. information. Um, if it can become a go-to place for car stuff, great. I just I don't I don't know. I assume Amazon. Paid I miss for magazines. It. it was so simple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I I thought it was actually. I mean, when they first started advertising, I thought it was a joke, some weird British humor joke. Yeah, it seems so odd, it's, but that's odd. It's an odd name too. But apparently, it's real. Yeah. Well, hey, we're, we're trying it. We'll see how it goes. I oh, again, car content, any content is good stuff. So let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to what we wanted to talk about this week. And that's social media and the car scene in general. Don't say car scene. Why not? Because it's not a car scene. It's not a car scene? It's not a scene. What's a scene? I don't know, but it's not a scene. It's not a car it's, scene? You're a car enthusiast. Okay, car enthusiast. You belong to a group of car enthusiasts. That's like I don't like gearhead or petrolhead or anything like that. I like enthusiasts. Just say We're car enthusiasts. Enthusiast. Yeah. It's not a scene. All right. There's no game. Right. That's the worst. Scene is your trigger word. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist ad. I'm getting out of the Honda game. Anybody want to buy my Civic? No, there's no game. You don't win or lose. In fact, you automatically lose every time you play this game. <laughs> if it was a game. So, uh, no, it's 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 the car enthusiast. I guess you can call it scene this way. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't like the word scene. Okay. I hear it too much. All right. Like, it comes from my Volkswagen like, kid background. Yeah. Scene kids. It's like hearing moist. Whatever. <laughs> um, but we had a listener... Uh, um, Tom Prestone uh, kind of touched on it, and when we asked for listener questions, and I was kind of thinking about talking about this anyways, but he basically asked, you know, has has it hurt the car scene? But uh, I'm going to rephrase the question: as, Has Damn it hurt scene again? Hurt or yeah, hurt or helped? Um, you know, the car enthusiasts, um, and I think, you know, without if we just roll back social media and just say the internet. Um, I think it helped, uh, it certainly helped me meet more people who are into cars. I probably only know like 10 people in real life. I think that it is for serious car people, yeah. it's like serious car enthusiasts, people like you or I, that or you or me mm-hmm. that eat, sleep, breathe cars all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's helped. Mm-hmm. I think what it's hurt is people who are casually into it. Maybe the guy who has, say, a, I don't want to say Subaru because that's going <laughs> to ruffle too many feathers. Don't stereotype. So maybe the guy who has a Volkswagen Golf and he goes online and he sees what everybody else has done and says, oh, I can do exactly what everybody else has done because it's cool, apparently. Not because he likes it, not because he wants to do it, just because he wants to be accepted. I think that has kind of gone too far. Well, basically... Wasn't Vortex like the biggest form? It was the, the Volkswagen Vortex was the biggest form for a long time. It might, yeah. it might still be. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. And then maybe Subaru was second. So no idea. But Let's what I'm saying, I think what I'm trying to say is, it made it too easy to spread bad ideas. I mean, if if it wasn't for the internet, how many cars would you have out there with? I don't know. Again, bad ideas are my opinion of bad ideas. You know, cars that are so low, they're not usable. Um, man, I, this is a tough one because personal opinion is strong. It just, well, it helps spread trends faster, I guess. Yeah. Whether they're good or bad trends, it helps them spread faster. And, and I guess, you know, pre-internet and, you know. The... Well, pre-internet, you had magazines were the gatekeepers yeah. to trends. So you had, you know cars that were and it depended where the magazines were based out of yep so if magazines were based out of southern california and they were 
doing photo shoots on cars in Southern California. That's what you saw. That's what you saw. And eventually yeah. that trend was going to spread across the, you know, across the country. Which I guess when I think back to pre-internet time, we had the Wings West Honda body kits, which wasn't a good time. The Invader body kits and the yeah cheap fiberglass body kit. That time. came out of some weird. There were some like cheesy magazines. Yeah, and I think that was that was pre-internet. So maybe the internet hasn't been. Well, all. it was real early, and you know that came from like Fast and the Furious type. No, stuff. No, I'm talking pre-Fast and the Furious. Pre-Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I mean Fast and the Furious. I guess was like that the, did exist. Yes, before yeah. Fast and the Furious was the end of that era. Really, I think when it, when that first movie came out, it was really starting to become passe. Yeah, and I think it made it more mainstream for a little bit, and then that mainstream killed it. Well, you look at. Uh, I mean, my favorite magazine, rest in peace, Sport Compact Car. It was a good magazine most of the time. It was a very good magazine, especially yeah. early on in the yeah. early like early two thousands, even the mid nineties, like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, they had a lot of you know Type R, Integra content, and, and they were Turbo Eclipse content, and it was a lot of mechanical content. Yeah, and they were like cleanly built cars, but they were built with a purpose. Yep, they did a lot of, have a lot of body kits. Yeah, and if you look through one of those '90s to early 2000 sport compact cars, um, the advertisements tell a lot about that era of car tuning or car modifications. Mm-hmm. Because you know advertisers pay the bills, so they're gonna hey, you know, whoever yeah. wants to go in there can go in there. But it was you know neon carpets and again fiberglass body kits and wheels that I don't know are trendy at the time and yeah. are just very dated now. I guess everything can be dated, but I I don't know. Car trends are bad. I just don't like car trends. No? No. You know, even like like the I mean the JDM trend is still fine. I don't like it. The the I'm doing air quotes, the JDM trend, which is just basically kind of like a I guess OEM plus is similar. It was it was based on the race car style. And it kind of went beyond that. So they all have fender flares and external oil coolers. That that particular scene, the Shakotan. Oh no no! Scene, I mean like um. Here I said scene. Ugh. No no! I mean like the way you would see an Integra built in the early two thousands, where it would just have a clean set of like T thirty sevens on it, like like fifteen inch T thirty sevens or sixteens, yep. yep. all one color. See, I feel that was a little later. Full interior. I think it was like mid two thousands. Yeah, mid yeah, mid two thousands, not like ninety nine two thousand, because there's still wild body kits and chrome wheels then. I think so. Yeah, I think it's more like kind of went out. Yeah, more like oh four, oh five, oh six when I started getting the clean like uh, track looking builds, the nopey stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and APC. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, no good. Hin, which still exists somehow, but, but that kind of morphed into that's morphed into these stance cars. We the stance is a word again, much like the other words that I don't like as a descriptor for one kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I, I was brought up by a muscle car guy. Yeah, and one of the things that all the muscle car and heart rate guys have always said is there are two things that make or break every car: a wheel and tire combo. Yeah, and the stance of the car. And when they said stance, they didn't mean cut springs and thirteen degrees of camber. They meant stance, as in how the car sat, period. Every car had a different stance, and the purposeful stance was depending on what that car could do. That's what I hate about the word stance. It's used now for cars that can't do anything but sit in a parking lot and look pretty. Mm-hmm. Which, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But again, I don't like car trends. <laughs> and that's a trend, and I don't like it. Nope. I still do. I still lower my cars just enough to get rid of the wheel gap. Yeah, because it looks a lot better yep. before it looks broken. Yep. Now, on that same note, I love a late 50s, early 60s car that's just stuffed on the ground and undrivable. So maybe I'm a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. But those cars weren't meant to be driven hard anyway. Yeah. So low and slow is fine if the car started off tall and slow. Mm-hmm. I think is how it is. You know, give me a Volkswagen Beetle stuffed on the ground. Love it. Give me a Honda Civic with 13 degrees of camber, and I do not like it. So... I don't know. It's a personal opinion. This whole conversation is personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's going to agree with everybody. And nobody's going to agree with me because yeah. it's mine. So um, I don't like the word stance. Nope. Going back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, what were we? Were, um, oh, so it, it was kind of like the. I'm trying to remember. I, it was a, I think email groups for cars were a little bit before my time because I, I didn't have my license really until like 2002. Yep. 
or 2001, and then it was sort of, there was Yahoo groups, which I know our local DSM club is old enough that started as a it Yahoo started group. as a Yahoo group, I believe, yeah. right? It may have even started as a, we'll get corrected on this, it may have even started as an email group, and then I think it became a Yahoo group, and then it became a forum. The, the bulletin board style. The bulletin board yeah. style forum, which which for a long time was the, that was your standard. That's what you went, yeah. you bought a car, and then you joined the forums for that car, or you joined, then there became forums for genres of cars, like Japanese nostalgia car forums. Right, which is still my favorite. Yep. And uh, I, I want to say that forums were good. I mean, they were kind of the top thing from like probably the early 2000s, like 2002, let's say. Until very recently. Until like 2012. And yeah, then, maybe a little after that. And it, and the the thing is that they were – the best part about a forum is that you could search it. And you could find old information. Yeah. And, was, and people would fact check you. Yep. And – now the problem is Facebook groups, uh, people just ask the same questions over and over again, like every couple of weeks. Right. Like, like the, we were talking about the Galant forum the yeah, other day. The, well, in the Galant Facebook group, the Galant VR4 oh, sorry, Facebook yeah, Galant group, VR4 Facebook it's, group. Almost, it's almost like clockwork. Every couple of weeks, somebody asks how many of these cars are left. Right. And if you go on the forums, which are still pretty active, there's a list. Yeah, registry. There's a registry yeah. of what cars are still around and who has them. So it's just like, ah, it's kind of frustrating. But And then you get people who are just don't want to do any research on their own. Just want to ask. And just ask. Yep. Uh, be an asshole. Which used to be a bad thing Yeah, in the forum, heavy yeah. forum days. Yeah. If you asked a question without searching first, you were pretty much lambasted immediately by everybody. Yeah. To search, you noob. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, all the information exists. Just got to find it. Well, thankfully, everything that's on the internet stays on the internet. Mm. So there's a way to get it uh, because there's a lot of good information on a lot of those forums that aren't active anymore. I know. It's sad when you're looking up stuff and you're like, oh, the last post was 2012 or 2011 yeah. or 2008. The pictures are outdated and yeah, the links are the dead. the links are broken. You're like, oh. But, I mean, I guess that's a real problem. I mean, but the other – It became a shift to instant gratification somehow. Yeah. Facebook was quick. Everybody went to Facebook. And then you do end up with things where – there may not have been enough people to have, for instance, a Montero owner's forum. but the I believe there were. Yeah, maybe, but it seems like it did better as a Facebook group, and it seems to do better as a Facebook group, which is the there's a Mitsubishi Montero owner's USA group. Yeah, which is actually full of worldwide members. Yeah, for worldwide, yeah and it's, it's a very active group with a lot of really smart people that know a lot about Monteros and yep. related vehicles. A lot of those people came from the 4x4 wire forums. Exactly. Which was a general four by four forum, but yeah. there was a Montero section. Yeah, and there was sub forums in Monteros. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a shame that forums have gone away. But uh, then the same thing for older vehicles. Maybe it's because the crowd around them is an older crowd. That's true. But you know, I have a bunch of old Colts, and the classic Colt forum is still very active, and there's still tons of experts on there constantly posting about it. And actually, you want to talk about old owners? The the NSU Yahoo group is still active. Oh, boy. So I still get posts or emails from my Yahoo groups that there's a new <laughs> post about a car for sale. And, yeah, exactly. Which the only thing on there is my NSU group anymore. <laughs> but you need to know those people. So if you own an obscure car like an NSU, you have to go where the people are. And they haven't organized it and made a forum, but they have a, a Yahoo group still. Well, I remember that was a big thing when I uh, when I got my Subaru. My STI, I was like, oh, you got to go join NASDAQ. Yep. And, uh, or at the time, uh, Boston Motorsports Forum. Oh, yeah. Remember Boston that? Boston Motorsports. Yeah. There was that. And there was, uh, uh, there was a Massachusetts one. What was it called? The more South Shore-based one? No, it was like Western Mass. Uh, oh, it was like Chicopee, that area. Yeah, Mass something. It's not mass tuning. That's a totally different Nope, thing. that's a Facebook thing, which is actually a forum, too, but nobody goes there because it's all on Facebook. Yeah, that is a... Entertaining nope. Facebook group. But we're going to be nice. Just say it's entertaining. It's gotten a lot better. Okay. It's been a lot more uh, moderated than it used to be. All right. Um, and bad content is usually taken down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't – the thing I dislike most about the Facebook car groups, the general car groups, like a mass tuning, we'll say, to pick them out of the, the crowd here, is – 
there's not a lot of technical conversation. There's not a lot of help conversations. Um, it's way too many people who are. Look at me. Look what I have. And that's the, that's why I think that the, the the internet has been bad for the casual the, car the enthusiast. Instant gratification thing. The... Yeah, it's it's made more people who are building a car for it's for the likes. You got to get the likes. Yeah, the, the internet the notoriety, the Instagram fame. Yeah, exactly. That's we'll get to the, that. that's why it's bad. But anyway, I think there's too many threads. Or can you call them threads in Facebook? Yeah, yeah I call threads. threads. So too many. Fa- to yeah, I don't know what to call it either. Old man Andrew and old man Brad. Don't know what to say. Um, there's too many Facebook threads where it's just here's a picture of my car next to a lake. Let's see everybody's cars next to a lake. Not here's a cool post about what I've done to my car this weekend. Just take a picture of your car here. Yeah, I mean, build threads are uh, gone. Like, well, I don't know if yeah. they're gone. You just gotta find them now. But that was. That was a really enjoyable thing yep. to either have a build thread or to look at somebody's and build thread. And then there was thread. the buildthreads.com, which kind of aggregated all the cool yeah. build threads yeah. from the internet into one place, which, which there's, was awesome. Uh, we should probably post a link to, well, the bike is sold now, but Joe's uh, Cafe Racer that we sold on Vine. Yep. Actually, yeah. right before we started recording, I got a text message from the very happy new owner yeah. that he got, got the bike. Jump off this it, for uh, a second, but we'll, yeah, we should put, that has a really neat build thread Yep, is basically what my point is. Uh, to see yeah, what that bike went from and what it ended up as. And it was called Auto Off Topic. I can yeah. go off topic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's kind of why I called it that. You you, uh, you proved it. Yep. Um, where was I with the... Um, but, yeah, Facebook groups. Uh, there are some good ones, though. Uh, oh, absolutely. They were talking about the Montero one just a minute ago. It's that's excellent. A, that's a, then, there's, then there's just fun, like, ridiculous ones the that are very cars. specific. Yeah, jail yeah. cars. Uh, was that was started by Bradley Brownell, right? I think so. Or I thought it was Cam. Uh, one of them. One of the guys I, I from the Camden Cam, Tub. I feel like Cam coined it, but one of the guys from the Camden Tub. We'll podcast. get corrected. Yep. Listen to them. They're awesome. And um, then there's Why uh, You Ruin Classic, also one of their groups. Yep. Uh, and then I think one of their listeners did the I Love Sundown Stripes, which any vehicle that has Sundown Stripes, Sundown Stripes are the '80s like gradient. Yellow, orange, red mm-hmm. stripes on the side of a car, which don't have to be yellow, orange, red. There's some that are like three tone blue, yep. and but that that gradient three color usually stripe, like the well, Toyota racing colors. Yep, are a, a good a good kind of sundown stripe. And then what else is a good one? Brown car appreciation yeah, society. That's a that's probably a big one. That's probably that's a one very of the biggest. Big one. Yep, BCAS because like uh, cars are just. Not really in brown very often anymore. You know, and it's not for tan cars. It's for nope. brown, cars. brown cars. Don't post a tan car there. You will get made fun of. It oh. has to be brown. And what's the other one? I don't, I don't belong to this one, but the, is it Visit Vehicles I See in Traffic? Vehicles I See in Traffic, yeah. That one has some uh, some haters Yeah, and some likers, obviously. Um, there's some people on there that are very opinionated, and it's, drawn, it's driven some people away. Yeah, uh, I, I still post there because it's some cool content, and it's just fun to have that you know casual... Hey, these cars still exist. I yep. haven't seen one of those in thirty years. Yeah. But so Facebook's kind of taken over car stuff. Uh, I mean, they did. They definitely. It was when people were trying to sell stuff in Facebook groups. Uh, it was really difficult. So at least Facebook kind of updated and has yep, those and for sale. Most of those Facebook group, book groups have started a second group for specifically selling things, and they seem to work okay. Yeah, they work pretty well. I mean, I think you had a problem with someone. There's a lot of trust has to be involved in it. Yeah, it's not as yeah. forms were a little bit easier to do for sales stuff because you could see how long somebody had been posting there, and and that's usually a good guy, bad guy thread. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and so that was, you know, it's kind of a negative for Facebook. But I think the thing is that it's it's on your phone, it's accessible everywhere, and that's why it's, it's easier to get off. to than it's a forum. Easier yeah. than a it's forum. It's just that, like we've both said, it's in gratification. Yep. You can, you know, wait in line for your morning coffee. You can yep. you just, just look be at there it. on your phone looking at your Facebook threads. Do you remember, um, do you remember Car Domain? I do, unfortunately, remember Car Domain. I think. I didn't have a Car Domain. I think I did. Yeah, a long I don't time one. ago. I think I tried to. I don't think I had a digital camera yet when that was still the thing to do. Yeah, it just didn't work that well. That's Unfortunately, and I don't mean to be negative, I think that's where Drive Tribe is headed. Yeah. Because it's a it's a program that's there just for one specific niche. It's a car-themed thing. I mean, Facebook wouldn't exist if it was just for cars. Mm-hmm. Facebook is for everything. If you're a wine enthusiast, there's a Facebook group for you. 
It's true. You know, so it's very easy to have updates and to have the software constantly updated, I should say, to make it usable all the time and to fix bugs. And I just don't think that there's going to be enough interest in a in a drive drive, much like car domain kind of went away because we'll see. There was only so much going on. We'll see. Maybe it didn't. Maybe car domain went the way of the forum because of Facebook too. Who knows? There's really no right or wrong answer. Um, I think that life was better in some aspects before the internet got into cars. But at the same time, as a car enthusiast now, what Especially I have... Especially who likes old, weird cars and you need to find parts. That's what I'm saying. As, as far as a car enthusiast now, as far as networking goes, I think it's the best time to be a car enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And even today, when I was you know, scratching my head, like I know the firing order of the car, but I couldn't remember which post on... The radiator, the radiator cap, yeah, the uh, uh, distributor cap, excuse me, was the number one. Mm-hmm. So you know, pulled up the phone, looked up the internet, there it was. Mm. So yeah, it, it's it's good. It's a good time to be a car enthusiast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I still find like I enjoy looking at Oppo opposite lock on Kinja. That's yep. pretty good. I forget to look there because. It's not Facebook. Yeah, it's not as convenient, yeah. and it's easier to look at on a computer. On an actual computer, on an actual yeah. computer. I don't sit behind a computer very often. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. It's it's really, it's nicely curated. A lot of people, you know, they don't let it get out of control. Right. It's, people call you out on shit. So. Well, because in, in order to be on there, too, you have to be dedicated to taking pictures and typing something up about it. You can't just throw a picture on and leave it and go. Mm-hmm. There's usually got to be something behind yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a little lost. better. It's, yeah. it's a little higher quality. So definitely enjoyable. Um, but, I mean, as far as social media stuff goes, uh, and especially, I mean, I just curate my own stuff just so it's mostly cars because it's just easier to deal with than yep. all the other crap that's going on. Hey, you can take out stuff you're not interested in. Yeah, so that's why I particularly like Instagram right now. Uh, I find that to be the most enjoyable for looking up car stuff and just following. As far as just pretty pictures of cars go. Yeah. And, not but, for any technical information of it. No, no. But... People do put build stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can follow along builds on there. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And um, there's a lot of model car content on there, which is good to have because yeah. model cars are definitely a very uh, solo hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's something you can get caught into doing all by there's yourself. Tons of and... um, like diecast stuff. Yep, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's like. You know, I never really wanted Facebook to be for car stuff. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened just because yeah. you ended up, um, you know, it's funny. You end up meeting, we met a lot of people through the SCCA, especially right. when we started rally crossing, auto right. crossing. And then you ended up just kind of connecting with them online. Over time. Over time. So I think I've I've mostly cultivated my entire feed is is almost always car stuff. And if you post not car stuff, you've probably been not blocked, but unfollowed. <laughs> Especially if you don't follow along with political beliefs. Well, whatever. But that's our it's, prerogative. Yeah. It's I mean, you, you make it what you want. Yep. So that's what it is. Yeah, I laugh. You know, I'll sit there with Deb, my wife, and it'll be, you know, both of us will be on our Facebook page. And so he's scrolling through her. So oh, look at these kids. Look at this family. Look at this. <laughs> and mine is entirely pictures of cars. Not one picture of anybody's family at all. Barely. barely. Unless one of my car friends posts a picture of their yeah. family. <laughs> and it's usually a car in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 definitely cultivated that way as well, and it, it's it makes the experience more enjoyable. I'm not going to go on there and get angry very often about somebody's nope. bad opinion on something because nope. it's not there. I don't see it. I see cars. No, nope. I smile. I see it, a car. I smile. It's pretty easy. You know, I try sometimes if somebody has some weird technical question about a car, I try to answer it. If we know it, car, if I know it, yep. I'm not going to give bad information uh, either. Sometimes though, I'm just like I see it. And I just keep scrolling. I don't have I'm time like, for this. I'm like, I don't have time to keep going back. Anybody get time for that? <laughs> just sometimes you just like move on. <laughs> well, it's like that conversation we had with our friend today about somebody in his family who is asking advice about a car and then not taking the advice. And then we were like, well, what, how do you help that person? You can't help that person anymore. Yeah, there's quite a few people that do that. Yeah. They, they, they can ask you all they want, but they're not going to listen to you. No. Nope. It ain't worth it. But, um,. Well, anyway. So as a closing of that statement, I think the internet has made the car enthusiast car enthusiast world smaller and better. 
Yes. And it's... we wouldn't exist as a, as a podcast if it wasn't for the internet, obviously. There'd be nope. no way to get a podcast out nope. there. There wouldn't be. Uh, uh, we wouldn't know half the people that we know. Nope. And my business wouldn't be a business. Nope. Um, there's just, there's, it's too much, there's too much good to, to overpower the bad, so I don't from, think it's bad. You know, you're just like the couple of car people you knew in your neighborhood. Which wasn't bad. Which wasn't bad to knowing like way more people. And being able to find people that had your specific tastes. Correct. You know, one of the, we're going to get into questions later on in the in the podcast, listener questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the questions was asked by uh, a friend of the podcast, Noah Zimmerman. Yeah. I've never personally met Noah. We chat all the time on the internet because we both love old Dodge Colts. Yep. I would be very bored in my own little corner of the world if I didn't have the internet to talk about Dodge Colts with other people because... There are probably seven of us left. Well, you know, you own a Glot VR4 too, and your name is Brad. Yep. And we have we have another friend who is Brad who owns yes. a Glot VR4. Yeah. It's a very small club. It's a very small club. Two Brads. Two Brads. However, I would know Brad if it wasn't for the internet. It's true. Because Brad used to buy parts. That's true. From me when I worked at the Mitsubishi dealer. But we know people in the Pacific Northwest that are into Mitsubishi. In fact, yeah. when I was on my honeymoon... This is a kind of a cool internet story. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I got married in April. Mm-hmm. Um, we took our honeymoon. We flew to Seattle, rented a car, and drove down the entire West Coast all the way to Arizona. Great trip. I highly recommend it to yep. anybody to do it. The coastal route highway, especially. Um, just make sure you plan your stops better than we did because there's a long distance with <laughs> nothing there. Um, other than that, it was great. But what I want to say about this is I had some friends that are into Mitsubishi's that I know strictly from the internet, mm-hmm. who invited us out to dinner because I had posted that I was going to be out there. And, you know, and my, my wife was like, we, you've met this guy? Nope, never met him. Nope. So we're going to talk about cars all night? I was like, well, he's bringing his wife, so you'll be fine. Yeah. Is she into cars? Nope. Perfect. Nope. So, you, you know, we... meet someone from the internet? Yeah, yeah. But we had, why not? They're in a car. How bad could they be? They're into the same exact car that exactly, I'm into. Exactly. They can't be a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a serial killer. There's no way. That's too specific. I was specific. like, he's married with a daughter. Can, yeah. yeah. Can you? You're a serial killer of owners of Galants? Like, come on, that doesn't exist. Yeah, well, he's an owner of of Snaragans and Conquests. Okay. So, uh, but nonetheless, that'd be a very narrow, narrow serial killer. <laughs> it would be. But I mean, if I was a serial killer, I'd be nervous to go out there and visit him. I guess because maybe he would be a serial killer. But anyway, he lived in Portland, and he took us to all the, you know, the Portland hotspots. Um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time. You know, a couple of his friends came out. We've become friends with all of them now on Facebook, and we see all their updates. And so we can go to Portland, Oregon anytime we want, and we know we got a friend waiting to hang out and have a good time. Oh, Plus, yeah, we got to see spots we never would have seen if we yeah. were there on our own. Oh, we right. never would have gone to the same restaurants. Yeah, now you reminded me of much thing. We go on and on, all the people we met. Yeah. All the uh, yeah, Jordan, Dirty Impreza. Yeah, all the people from DirtyImpreza.com. dot yep. com. Yeah, uh, the owner and his wife. They're, yeah, they live in California. They live in California. Yep. Like we met up with them in Arizona. Went to the uh, Prescott Rally back in twenty ten. Right, because it was his first stage rally. Yep. Running it. it was awesome. Well, the the owner of of Japanese Italian car, Ben. Yep. You know, I talk to him on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I've seen him a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a it's a very small world, and if people are into the same thing as you, generally you're probably gonna get along. You're at least going to have something to start the conversation off. Yeah. And then, you know, it can just go from there. Yeah. And you know, you just when I was kinda... out in Portland, we started talking about cars. By the end of the night, we were talking about our kids, talking about life in general, yep. talking about whatever. Because it just it, it just opened the door to new friendships, that basic mm-hmm. common interest. So. All right. Well, let's move on because yeah. we're getting a little long here. Um, <laughs> That's a good topic. Yeah, it is Thank a good topic. for the question. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really kind of pushed us to that topic. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, moving on. Anything else going on uh, as far as cars or um, you said you had the you delivered the bike or it got delivered? It got delivered. Yeah, the guy right. picked it up. Uh, right. The transport company picked it, it up. The, that was the first official sale, right? Yep. Yeah. First first delivery for that's for Vine. That's so that's a good thing. Um, let's see how much else going on. Um, we were both. So we talked about last week. We talked about model cars. We'll touch on it quickly this week because that kind of a lot of yeah. people probably weren't into that wicked, wicked heavily. Nope. But we decided to each build the same kit. Yep. And the we posted Fujimi it up. Evo three. Yep. Fujimi Evo three. Um, 
I'm. I think we're both pretty far along, actually, because yeah, it was a long weekend. Along. Yeah, I had nothing to do. I just kind of hung out in the house. The day after Thanksgiving, yeah, is a great day to be along the whole weekend after Thanksgiving. Just kind of built a bunch of stuff, um, and we'll post up some more pictures of that. It's a bit of a tricky kit. Um, yeah, it's not as nice as I hoped. As yeah, you, I thought, as you it, hoped it, would I thought be. it would be a lot nicer. You know, there's yeah. some flashing on the parts. I've built two other versions of it. The, this is the Evo 3. Mm-hmm. I've built the Evo 5 and the Evo 6, which are based on the same kit. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason the kit has so much flash yeah. is because a lot of the parts are used over and over mm-hmm. and over again for mm-hmm. different kits. They get The, the molds get worn out. Yeah. But, I, I was excited, though, because I got to use uh, Zero Paints and an airbrush on it for the first time, which Zero Paints is, is a really fancy paint from uh, England. And they're custom mixed to the and actual, custom actual mixed, Mitsubishi yeah. So it's... Yeah, it's really nerdy. So it's it's actual color A31, which is Apex Silver, because I bought it. I have an Evo 10 kit to build to match my Evo 10 that I had, the 2008. Uh, but I decided to try it out on the Evo 3 because it was you could get the car in silver. Uh, it looks pretty good, I think. Uh, yeah, I just got really I just got to clear coat it, uh, and then I. Uh, I'm adding some. I didn't like the wheels that came in the kit because they're staggered. No, they, look, they look goofy. Yeah, and it's weird. You don't stagger wheels on an all-wheel all-wheel drive. drive. Yeah, so, but they're just like kit wheels. Whatever. I'll use them on something else. It's real drive. They're like a Miata kit or something. Yeah, but I had an on my shelf. I had an Aeroshima box of wheels. You could buy. Aeroshima sells aftermarket wheels. Yeah, all the model, model cars. Do, yeah. Uh, they're actually branded TE37s. Yep, the 14-inch ones. 14-inch ones. But it's funny because the wheels and the kit are supposed to be like a scale 17 or something, maybe. I don't know. But whatever. They work really well in the kit. Um, I was putting the decals on them, though, and I was trying to use a little bit of a Microsol, which is a product to soften up the decals and make them form make them, to the... Yeah, fit better. Fit better. Set down better. And they, they do crinkle decals, but usually decals are strong enough. It, it wrinkles, and they dry and flatten. Mm-hmm. And these just, like, wrinkled up and disintegrate, which kind of sucks. Oops. But there's aftermarket ones. I can get separate ones. So for, like, real cheap, I just got to order them, and I can replace the decals. There are pictures of this build, again, on the Auto Off Topic Facebook page. So mm-hmm. you can see what he's talking and, about. Yeah, my Instagram and not Off Topic Instagram. Yep, yeah, which will give all those at the end. So uh, I'm building the same kit, doing mine as, an, as the uh, Evo 3 RS. Yeah. So I'll have the black mirrors, black door handles, and I'm looking for an appropriate set of steel wheels. Because mm-hmm. the cars, the RSs came with steel wheels versus alloys because they were mm-hmm. the, the competition ready, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ra- so, rally ready. Yeah, so even. mine will be more like the GSR. But yep. Whatever. So that was a fun build. Uh, hopefully, we'll finish those, and then maybe we'll pick another kit to build. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Like kind of like the building the same kit at yeah. the same time is kind of fun. It kind of pushes you along. So we'll figure that out, and maybe some more people, if they're interested, they can they can build along. But. Um, all right, we're at about 42 minutes. Let's do some listener questions. Sure. We got quite a few of them, actually. We did today. get quite a few of them. Posted was, on my page. I was surprised by the, the, the amount of content we got. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. That yeah, was fun. Just yeah, trying to pull keep, them up here. Please keep adding more and more questions. It's, uh... So question number one from our uh, local friend, Matt Sullivan, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, moving on. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Two pieces of bread. Even if it's two pieces the bottom, of bread, one meat, sandwich, the sandwich, meat. sandwich. Okay. Moving Done. on. I think I think he got that from another podcast. Probably. I heard that question asked the other day somewhere. <laughs> they said no, but I disagreed then. So now that's our podcast, so, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. So uh, another friend of ours, Joe Osborne, is it worth living in a world with only autonomous cars? Absolutely not. If you're thinking about committing suicide, don't. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we're not condoning suicide, <laughs> but that is the one scenario where I would commit suicide. I don't I, think I don't think that will ever well. It's happening. There will be autonomous cars, but um, I think analog cars. I don't think it'll ever be our and, only option. And let's. My definition of an analog car is any car you have to drive yourself. Technically, that's an analog car because the interface between you and the car is analog. Right. You're moving the steering wheel and touching the pedals, so that's analog. That's my definition. Well, I think an analog car also can't have too many assists. Maybe can't have braking assists Maybe. and. Technically, it's a car that you can drive yourself. This question can get really deep. It could though. get really deep. Yeah. But I would. I think you are going to get autonomous cars. They are coming. Um, but hopefully, uh, we've seen a lot of new racetracks being built. Right. Um, I think in our lifetime, it'll never be an option to only have that. No. So we'll, we'll always have the option to keep our manually controlled automobile. Or there'll be places to use them. Or they'll maybe in the future, they'll segregate the highways. They'll have half the highway will be autonomous. Which is fine. Yeah. Perfect. Whatever they want to do. Yep. 
Uh, all right. Number three. Uh, Noah Zimmerman asks, can electric cars and bikes ever be as cool as internal combustion cars and bikes? I don't know. I've never ridden. Uh, I've only ridden a gas motorcycle once for the class. I rode a Rebel 250, so that wasn't yeah. really like an amazing bike. Well, no, but it fits a lot like a car. I mean, it's yeah. the engine, the visceral sound, the feel, the vibration, everything in the car and the bike is going to be gone. I mean, those, electric. those electric bikes seem kind of cool, though. I, uh, I don't think they'll ever be the same. No. They can be cool, but it will never be the same. You know, I, I come from a place where I'm already nostalgic for old cars. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot with new cars. I mean, the newest car, I did have that Evo for a short yeah. period of time, but most of the time I wind up driving cars that are 25, 30 years mm-hmm. old every day. Um, so I already don't like new cars. I can't imagine loving an electric car. Mm-hmm. I can imagine having one as daily transportation. I, 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 I don't think it'll ever be cool. I mean, it's cool, just not the same kind of cool. Tesla is definitely interesting to me. It's interesting. The technology is cool. The performance is certainly cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's it's cool. The commute I have every day... I would love semi-autonomous, where I could just let it just run and just break for me because it's only like 40-mile-an-hour traffic or less. That would be very convenient. I would like that. But you can do that. It's called a train. The uh, train's terrible around here. I know, but I don't know. I just, they don't work that well. I, I think I think that we're also not talking about autonomous cars. We're talking about electric cars. Um, well, the, Tesla's an electric, and it has yeah. autonomy stuff. So it's kind of a crossover there. But the other thing, too, um, the... The very first episode of, of, not to go back to Grand Tour, but they had those hybrid supercars. Those are hybrid cars. They're still internal combustion engines. That's true. They still spit flames on, That's dis- true. on diesel. But, uh, I mean, I could certainly get behind high-performance hybrids like that. Uh, 100%. And, and eventually that should that should trickle down eventually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. It already has. You can buy small electric motors. I mean, if you look at, at uh, amateur electric car drag racing, um, there's some pretty ridiculously fast cars out there that guys have built in their garages. So, it'll, I mean, some tech, some of this technology has already trickled down. It will be interesting if they can make batteries that would last long enough to do, like, a 20-minute track session. That okay, might I, be kind of fun. I, I have an idea. Yeah. So you have an on-wheel electric motor mm-hmm. that's adaptable to whatever car so that you can continue to drive your 1968 Camaro around town, bubbling and burbling, you know, with the big V8. And then when you get in the highway, you can switch to your electric motor that's attached to the wheel. And then just save gas. And then just not get eight miles a gallon driving the yeah, highway. Yeah, that might be fun. I, that's, I, yeah. I should have said that on, on, on the air now. No. Oh, <laughs> I got no. that in my idea. Yeah. <laughs> now the, the men in black are going to come get you. Cause... The, the, the OPEC men in black. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think that so, something like that I, I, I could get behind because it would enable us to continue to drive our old cars. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be a permanent change to the car. It would be an add-on. Um, you know, I I would still have the the experience of driving an internal combustion engine and making all its good noises when I wanted it to, and turning it off and rolling on that electric motor when I wanted to. It's just nice to see that. I mean, the tech is getting better. I mean, I did in 2013. I was on Pikes Peak and I got to watch the hill climb. The electric cars are pretty interesting, which I'm still jealous about. Yeah, uh, I mean, there it's it was strange because they had to come up with sirens. Because you can't hear them, right? And then they just sounded like giant RC cars, right? But I mean, that part is interesting where they don't lose any performance in altitude, so it's certainly interesting. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, anyway, so to answer the question, I don't think it'll ever be the same kind of cool. I think there's room for a cool electric car, but it will never, in my mind, replace the internal combustion engine as no. far as the experience goes. Nope. I need the sound. I need the feel. Mm-hmm. Smells. All right. Um, Lung cancer. Joe Stanley. Uh, Smog. I need advice on turning my Corolla into a desert race, uh, desert rally car. Right. Or is it a desert rally car? Well, he spelled it desert. Okay. But, you know, uh, Joe and I can talk about food all day and dessert all day. Um, I mean, I know we, we know Joe lives in the California area. So basically, just drive off the road into the desert. Right. Your car is already a rally car. And then car. it's a rally car. Yeah. Done. Maybe get some dirt tires and go in the dirt. Yeah. And don't even do that. Just drive in the dirt. Just drive it. Just have fun. Don't call off and crash it. Nope. Uh, Jordan Mellon. How can I prepare my Kia Rio for a water crossing? <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, well, first, make sure it's a rental. 
Correct. And white. And white. Yep. And uh, Make sure you have wine in the trunk. You have wine, an open wine bottle, and then when you realize that you're stuck really bad, hide the wine bottle in the woods. In case the police show up. In case the police show yeah. up. This is based on a true story. We will have to post some pictures of this. Yeah. I, I uh, We were kind of just exploring in the woods in... Uh, it was Freetown State Forest. Yeah, Freetown State Forest in Massachusetts. So it has some dirt roads, yep. but a lot of Jeep people go there. And we, so we took our trucks there, the Monteros and Jordan's Xterra. And it had rained in the early spring. It had rained quite a bit. And there was some deep – this road doesn't get maintained. So it kind of – It's becomes, a non-maintained public road. It becomes gullies, yep. and they fill up with water. And apparently they – it wasn't their GPS. They were just exploring. They decided to turn down this they road. They were tourists from Italy yep. that decided – they were out, like, bird watching, I think you said. I don't know what they were doing. And they decided, Drinking wine, yeah, yeah, bird watching. While driving their cars. Yeah. We do not encourage that. Um, and he kept going, and he made it impressively far before they got to this particular mud puddle where they got stuck. Easily and a foot deep. It was over the rockers and halfway up the seats. Now, a little backstory: We came around the corner, and there's a guy and a girl standing in the middle of the street. And he says, hey, in a very broken English accent, can you help us? We're stuck. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Let's, Whatever. Let's We're not worried about it. We're expecting to come around the corner and see a truck. Whenever we turned around the corner and we saw a Kia Rio half-submerged in water, and full of water, because, you know, the doors aren't sealed. No. So the whole interior of this rental car was full of mucky, brown, awful water. So anyway, long story short, I, I, I drove my truck into the puddle, which is tall enough. Actually, it was the puddle was so deep that my rockers were in the water. Yeah. Um, I, to, a, I told him I will tow him out, but a, I am. Of a truck that has eight and a half inches from the pumpkin to the ground. Right. So um, I, I told him I will pull him out, but I'm not hooking his car up. He yeah. has to get muddy because <laughs> I didn't go out there and get stuck. He did. So he hooked up to the hook, to the tow hook in the rental car, and I, I pulled him out. We'll, we'll put a picture laughing. up. It was so funny. It was pretty hysterical. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we, we, we followed them the whole way back out to the street to make sure they didn't get stuck again. And I recommended that they either call the rental car company and take out the insurance policy retroactively, or they uh, spent a lot of time cleaning the Just car or have it, it detailed. Out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jordan, for reminding us of that memory. Uh Tom Prestone, uh, this question we kind of went over earlier. It was how social media destroyed the car scene. Uh, we covered that in depth earlier. Yep. Uh, and then he has a follow-up question, and can I drive your Gallant? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, you can drive mine, too, when it's all done. Yeah. You can roll it down a hill right now. And then our buddy Justin Hughes asks uh, a smart-ass question. right foot down. Right foot down. Yep. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow, which the only counter to that is... European or African, and then Justin flew off to the ether somewhere. Yes. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> uh, and then Brad Anderson asks. That's the other gallant only Brad, Brad we spoke of earlier. Why is the river always too deep to ford? Uh, because he died of dysentery. Leave it alone. Yeah, don't don't ford the river in Oregon Trail, I guess. And why did Bobby Joe drown? And I, s I do not know who Bobby Joe is. Uh, I'm, he stumped me on this one. I had to Google it, so I said he jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Uh, I, I don't know who he is. I didn't Google it. I didn't prep. So, uh, Next question is from Gyro. Yep. Uh, he asks, Gallo 12 or Gallo 24? And we said, stop watching dumb old car movies. <laughs> I've never seen Too Fast, Too Furious, you buster. I, I think that was first from the first Fast and Furious. No, it's the second one, because it's definitely not from the first one. Okay. I've seen the first one a bunch of times. All right. I've never seen anything past the first one. I don't care. Whatever. The first one, I liked. We'll leave it at that. I thought it was a cool story. It's a cool movie. I have no desire to see the other ones. I feel that you should watch them. Maybe I should see the second one. No, not I the second one. The third watch, one? No. I feel you should watch all of them. I heard Tokyo Drift was all right. It's not all right. It's terrible. They're all terrible. But I feel you should watch all of them because it's way more fun to make fun of them with somebody who's seen them all. I you guess. don't have to sit down and watch it like seriously to watch the movie. You could bring like your tablet downstairs while you're working on a model car and have it in the background. I guess. But until you've seen the, I don't remember what number it is because there's been like 36 of them. But there's one where a bus is falling off a cliff. And as the bus is falling off a cliff, they're running up the side of the bus. So they're running faster uphill on the bus than the bus is falling down the cliff. And it's absolutely hysterical. All right. But that's yeah. why you should watch them. Uh, Dmitry Alpinsky 
Should I a Mitsubishi fan? Yep. Should I buy a Subaru? Should I buy a Subaru? No. I said uh, only if you're interested in vaping. <laughs> Which is a terrible joke. <laughs> I think he already owned a Subaru. Yeah. So I think he's just being a facetious yeah. Dimitri, which we're okay with. But he's a Mitsubishi guy, so we like him. He's uh, also a rally guy. Yep. Uh, Paul Saravia. Uh, why don't they make all cars with HIDs and or LEDs now? Not much more expensive to make, and it's a really, it's really a damn safety issue, particularly in poor weather. And I kind of answered this on Facebook. I think the tech is coming. Yep. Again, it's getting cheaper. It's starting like luxury cars. Does. Yep, and it's kind of trickling down. I mean, we're seeing a lot more lower-end cars that have LED running lights, at least, and DRLs, Yeah, and they still have HIDs. HIDs got a lot cheaper. But you still don't see them in everything. There's still cars that come with regular incandescent bulbs mm-hmm. but or it, halogen bulbs. And halogen, yeah. yeah. But it's coming, though. It's coming. And, I mean, I definitely like the idea of LEDs. I had an interesting thing. I was uh, – I had a – like, I, it occurred to me because LEDs don't really – the bulb doesn't put off much heat. The circuit right. boards do. Yep. So I was like, wait a minute. If I have LED headlights in snow, because your, your headlights are usually warm enough that they, melt they melt the snow. Yeah. But apparently, the way LED headlights are set up, and this probably doesn't work if you put retrofit ones in, the LED bulbs. Right. The way a, a proper LED housing is set up, it has a fan to cool the circuit boards. That fan circulates the warm air inside the inside lens. Inside the lens. To help melt the snow. So they've already thought about this. Hmm. That was something. Obviously, they have their engineers. I know, but we're was, not. And you thought of it. I was like, wait a minute. So, yeah. Well, I, I think it was mentioned in, in, in the answer on, on the post, but you know, most of our cars might as well have flickering candles behind Basically, glass. Basically, yeah. 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 I mean, early cars did, but I still feel like my even, daily even, driven 1980 even if Colt you still do, does. I know in the Talon, I've done the seal beam conversion. Uh, it definitely helps where you put the Hella 7 inch yep. rectangles in there that you can actually put a, the H4 a modern bulb in. Um, I just, th- th- I haven't done the, the Montero has seven inch ones. I haven't put them in, like I have to get some and put them in. It, I, I, honestly though, a, a good sealed beam bulb works fine. Yeah. I could just put sealed beam silver yeah. stars in there. It would probably work. I, I think a sealed beam to me is better than most composite lamps when they first came out when they were plastic and they, they faded over time and those are yeah. just terrible. Hopefully you know? they've, hopefully they've solved that problem. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of higher end cars have glass yeah. headlights. I remember, uh, my wife's old Volkswagen Jetta, you couldn't see anything at night. Mm-hmm. you know. And now she drives that Saab 9000, which is older, and it has composite lamps, but they're a glass lens. So yeah. even though the car is... Well, they're composite, they're glass. Composite would be plastic. That's more the style of the light, I think. Yeah. It's called a composite light. A composite light and a sealed beam, those are the two styles. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, like Stephanie Subaru, we had to polish up and sand. Right. So anyway, uh, Sean Gaudreau. Something about the death of manual transmissions. Is a faster shipping iMac really better? No. Well, if you're drag racing or something, I guess. Even if, you, if you have no soul. I yeah. don't know. It doesn't... Never. It's it's good for numbers on paper. Yep. It's it's good for selling cars to people who don't care. It certainly is. And yep. there are some... You know, there are some transmissions that are, I'm sure, really good. Uh, the only thing I've really driven with a twin clutch was a twin clutch Evo. Mm-hmm. The, the last generation Evo. And I did not like it at all. Right. Some people really liked it. I didn't like it at all because it had certain, in normal mode, you couldn't really feel it shift. And when you put it in sport mode and super sport mode, all it did was basically made it shift harder. harder. It gave you shift shock. Yeah. And that's part of the, like, that's what makes CVTs so unappealing is that they don't have shift You don't shift feel shock. the shift, yeah. So it's kind of silly because I think they have to engineer shift shock into CVTs. Which well, my... My experience with that, um, again, I drive old cars, so it means nothing to me. Old automatics were god-awful. They're fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, so I, I much prefer a manual transmission in an older car. Yeah. Um, I did drive a uh, E46 M3 yeah. with the SMG. Oh. Um, driving the car on the road, it was kind of cool and interesting, but I don't think I would ever shift it manually if it has an option for automatic because it's mm-hmm. kind of a... A hindrance at that point. Yeah. But what I really despised about it was slow speed maneuvering. They feel really weird. They kind of like clunk. Well, it's 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 like there's a robot operating a, a, a foot clutch. Yeah. But it's not doing it when you want to do it. Basically, it is. It's it's kind of like a servo or, or solenoid or something that I don't like. It depends on the the setup. 
And it was funny because I remember the first time I was I was pulling it into the, the body shop I used to work at, and all the guys in the shop were making fun of me because they thought I was like bucking a standard transmission car because mm-hmm. you'd, you'd try to move it slowly and you hit the gas and the car wouldn't move; it would just rev the engine. And then finally it would engage, and it would engage hard, and on the smooth concrete surface in the shop, it would just spin the tires. Yeah. And it was super annoying. Yeah. I and moved... you, couldn't, you couldn't park it without the e-brake either, because yeah. it it's always neutral. Yeah. So that's a, a failure point I don't like, too. I moved a, uh, a GTR around the lot when I went to a dealership. It was like the same way. You had to give it a lot of gas, and it would like clunk into gear, and it would move. Yeah, I just I don't like it. And I, I remember... Not enough control over the car. I remember that my, my dad worked for a... a Motor coach manufacturer. They were they were putting ZF uh, transmissions in the in the buses because they were manual. They're basically uh, automatics, but they're built on a manual gearbox because they were stronger. But they right. had all the solenoids and stuff to shift them. A lot like a twin clutch. Well, I feel like in a big truck or a bus, it's it's yeah. more for reliability than anything yeah, else. Exactly. But because a manual transmission usually lasts longer. But I don't know if, if people demanded manuals, maybe they wouldn't be going away. But that's the problem. People aren't demanding them, so they're going away. Drive old cars. Be happy. Yep. Um, oh, this came from uh, Jeremy Nutt. Uh, he asks, "What's your most embarrassing fail when diagnosing a car?" Yeah. Tell us about the most fun experience PG thirteen you ever had in a car. And then what YouTube channels should I be watching? Three-part question. Yeah. Well, Andrew, what's your most embarrassing thing when... Well, I'll do the, the second part because it's quick. The most fun I've had is the Tail of the Dragon uh, driving that. That was pretty fun. Most non-competition fun. Yeah. So I think I've had more fun Well, I just like in the, Rallycross, Autocross, I like the overall... We took a road trip down there. I like the overall road trip. That was really fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So that's my favorite one. I, I will say that my my fondest automotive memory is the um, not fondest, but the most fun was probably that overnight Vermont rally in the Raider last year. Oh I, right, I, right yeah. I enjoyed that immensely, yep. and I can't yep. wait that to do it again this year. Um, so my most embarrassing fail when diagnosing a car is uh, it's ongoing. Actually, it's in the garbage Montero. For some reason, it has a random no start. <laughs> I don't think that's embarrassing. I think that's a genuinely difficult problem to figure out. I've I think by embarrassing Jerry means like you had a weird noise in your car and you replaced everything and it wound up being a loose oh, bolt in oh, the okay. package tray in the back. Okay. So in the Galant, I replaced the starter cuz the car wouldn't start. But on that car there's apparently a very very small rubber plug on the clutch pedal assembly. And when you push it in, this rubber plug pushes in the clutch switch. It allows you to start the car. But this rubber plug fell out of the clutch pedal. Instead of just having a flat piece of steel, it's a hole. So the clutch pedal pushed around the switch, basically. So the switch didn't get depressed. So the car wouldn't start. So I bump-started the car, got it home, put a starter in it, did the same fucking thing. It still wouldn't start. What the hell? And then we realized that the button was this little rubber button that yeah, costs like 20 cents switch with clutch, clutch lockout switch. yeah wasn't pushing in the clutch lockout switch oops yeah so now i actually keep i bought when i bought the replacement rubber plug i keep an extra one in the car in case it goes missing excellent and uh yeah because it's the same thing that's in the town same setup excellent that so that there's an embarrassing one uh i think that my most embarrassing one despite the one that what jordan the response there. I forget what that was. What was <laughs> that, that was one? the uh, you were putting the crusted about together, and you put the. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't diagnosis. That was embarrassing repair. Um, I was just way too excited, moving way too fast, and trying to get done. And I torqued down the uh, the cam towers without thinking about what cylinder was at top dead center and where the cam was positioned. And yep. yeah, well, I broke a bolt. Eh, Life goes on. It happens. Um, he learned, most embarrassing, he learned. most embarrassing diagnosis. Um, it would probably be the brown colt because I had a weird noise in the front end, uh, and I thought it was a wheel bearing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it didn't really sound like a wheel bearing, I couldn't think of what else it would be because I had just put brakes in the car, and I put a wheel bearing in it again, and the noise didn't go away. Yeah. 
Uh, and it turned out that the really cheap brakes that I just replaced <laughs> wore out almost immediately. <laughs> um, and I had no pad left. And it was pretty much metal on metal. So it was a weird noise that I couldn't figure out. And I, just, I, I was like, nope, it can't be the brakes because they're brand new. <laughs> and for some reason, during the whole repair process, I never even looked at them. I just kind of went with it. Uh, what YouTube channel should I be watching? Um, there's someone I know who's local. Uh, it's a the name of the YouTube channel is Michael Visual, and he does videos of yeah, drag racing and drag drifting. racing and drifting. Yep. So that's a good one. Uh, I've been watching Joe Wrenches. It's a DSM guy. He's got okay. first gen DSM, and I've been watching. I think it's Tuner Labs or something. It's another first gen DSM guy. I've just recently been watching. Okay. Um, I don't think I watch anything that's unknown. I mean, I know that, you know, I, I know Jeremy is already a big Roadkill fan, so I can't tell him to watch Roadkill. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's Roadkill, Petrolicious, that's stuff I watch, but it's not nothing unknown. I don't think I have any. Mm -hmm. I don't have any insight into that. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's good. Any other so, questions? Was that it? Uh, there's a couple other questions, but, I mean, we can do this one. It's, it's a real local question. We should at least touch uh, on everybody's question. Yeah, Sean Gordeau asks, why do so many people in New Hampshire have vanity plates? Yeah, because they're cheap. Because they're cheap. Yep. There's like 70 bucks a year as opposed to, well, we live in Massachusetts. It's $70 a year, maybe even more now. Yeah, it's $40 every two years, I think, in, in New Hampshire, isn't it? Uh, well, we checked. It doesn't with, cost, it costs like $10 more than a regular we, plate. We checked with Jordan. It was $40 a year because he's got uh, Okay, plate, but so. it's like $10 more than a regular plate. Yeah, exactly. Whereas down here, it's like three times the price. Yeah. And down here, you, you renew your plates every two years unless you have a vanity plate that it's every year. Yeah, so every two years, it's like $65 for a regular plate. I don't even think it's that much. I don't remember. Um, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's definitely way more for Vanity Plate, Massachusetts. Yep. So it's, just not, it's just not worth it. Plus, we only get six letters. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to come up with witty things in six letters, whereas New Hampshire gets uh, seven letters. Yeah. And also, in Massachusetts, your Vanity Plate has to start with a letter. And once you've gone from letters to numbers, you can't go back to letters. Whereas in New Hampshire, you can switch back and forth. Yeah. So... And, Very local question. Uh, finally, David Kochi Jr., uh, he was asking about the new Infinity variable displacement engine, how it works. No idea. Uh, we're going to save it for next week. <laughs> I will look it up and figure out yeah, how it that, works. That's, that's a really, that's, really deep technical it, question. It sounds interesting, though. I will look it up. It's it's I, very it's very interesting. I vaguely heard of it. I haven't really looked into yeah, it yet. To, to me, it doesn't uh, affect my 30-year-old car, so I don't know anything about it. Um, I'm not trying to be... A hipster with cars here, but I don't know anything about new cars. Sorry. All right. So I think we're a little bit over an hour. So um, Sounds good to me. I'm going to wrap it up. Sure thing. Keep your cars analog. Analog. <laughs>